Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. We live. What's up, buddy? David. What's happening, man? Welcome back to the show. I'm glad to be back, my friend. How was your vacation? It was excellent, man. Thanks for holding down the fort and putting us on some great shows per usual and some great information. It was good. Last week was yeah. good. And, yeah. and and really, I want to spend a majority of this show catching up with you. Uh, this mm. is if you if you've forgotten, David. This is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast uh. on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. For the summer, we're going to be Tuesdays and Thursdays. But we'll get things uh, kicked back into gear into late August. And of course, if news breaks, we'll be back on the mic, breaking it all down for you. <sighs> hey, you know what I figured out, David? So your your birthday is the day before my birthday. <laughs> and the day after my birthday is Justin Thomas, who what? covers the Hornets for ESPN Charlotte, but is also uh, did our live shows last year. And is a big part of this show. Is a member that's of this show. Weird. He's a member. That's He's. I gave him his member card. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. I bet there's no other podcast out there specifically covering the Charlotte Hornets <laughs> where they have three consecutive <laughs> birthdays in a row. Well, it's podcast destiny. Chances? That's right. Uh, this podcast, by the way, is brought to you by our friends at SeatGeek. Use the promo code L O N B A. To get $20 off your first purchase, SeatGeek, it's the easiest way to get tickets for sports and concerts. David, I'm still getting over this home run derby. Did you watch this last night? No, I didn't, but I, it's always the you best when you send me. You are an idiot. You, you send me a text about stuff that I had no idea that was going what on. What was my text? What did I send you? The, the home run derby is better than the slam dunk contest. And what do you think about that? And I, I'll tell you, this is what happened when I read that. <laughs> And I threw him <laughs> through the phone. <laughs> it is. It on the, uh, I mean, it can it, be. It was. It, it, it was. A moment in time. So it's well. The thing is, it, they changed it a few years ago to go to timed rounds, and that has made all the difference for me. I mean, we got great moments between Gary Sanchez and John Carlos Stanton. You had wait, Bellinger wait, wait, wait. with his dad. Yeah, Gary Sanchez Productions, a different guy. They're right. Different, way different, okay, way okay. different guy. Bellinger with his dad pitching to him, beating Blackman by one right at the buzzer in extra time. You had ESPN Deportes. By the way, that's the better broadcast. Sorry, Carl Ravitch. Sorry, Mark Deshera. But the ESPN Deportes brought it brought producer Katie into the event. She wasn't having the home run derby. She was playing on her phone, and I popped on. ESPN Deportes, Ernesto Jerez, and his call, his famous call, a la profunda. Wow. I was excited. I was jacked up. 
it's interesting the the sport with with no clock has added the clock and that has kind of brought you back in. I mean the the dunk contest. I don't. They don't still have a clock, do they? I, I can't remember. They change the format. They so change it every. Well, here's the thing. So the yeah. timed derby for me makes the home run derby consistently better than the dunk contest. For the past three years, they have had exciting finishes and exciting rounds. Even though the finals this year was kind of nah, Aaron Judge won and had plenty of time left, and it was kind of a given that he was going to win, but. I think the dunk contest at its best will always be better than the home run derby at its best okay. because it can serve up the better highlights and the better conversation because the dunk contest is subjective. Whereas the home run derby, this is both an asset and a detriment is, is objective. Like if you get more home runs than the other guy, you won. it's like the three point contest and the three point contest is never going to be better than the slam dunk contest. No, they haven't put in like uh, longest drive type thing. Like they aren't measuring these things, and you don't get extra points yet for well, hitting them. Okay, as, as so far this as you can, this right? this season, and I don't know if this was the same way in previous seasons, but you got extra. You got thirty seconds extra time if you hit two home runs over four hundred and forty feet. So that did, and and in cases uh, that mattered in the Bellinger overtime victory against Blackman, he needed the thirty seconds, and he got the second four forty on his last pitch. I mean, to me, I haven't felt that excited about the dunk contest since you know two seasons ago uh, when you Levine. had the Zach Levine and, and Aaron yeah. Gordon. And that's what I mean when I say the dunk contest at its best will be better than the home run derby. But I think give me 10 home run derbies and 10 slam dunk contests, and right now I think you get more home run derbies than slam dunk contests that are better. Take that for data. Because of the timed, the, 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 uh, the emotion, and, the, and I love seeing, you know, chicks dig the long ball. Doug digs sure. the long ball as well. Yeah. And I think anything you see feats, right? That like most people couldn't do, or you see something amazing. I mean, that's where the dunk contest comes in. You got athletic feats. Um, you know, you combine all that into one. I will say I'm rooting for some sort of, of, of long distance shot to be put into the all-star all-star weekend from like, you know, three point range or, or how far can you shoot it or stuff like that. I, that's, I do like the fact that they're kind of trying to tweak it. And make it interesting. And yeah, home runs are fun. Are fun to watch. So I'm glad you were pumped up about it. You told me this was a Hornets podcast, though, when I joined. Hey, look, it's the <laughs> summertime, baby. It's the summertime, baby. We're going to talk about everything. Everybody's happy. Um, I want to... Oh, real quick, though. My buddy texted me and said, okay, because I, I texted him this as well. And he said, okay, but All-Star Weekend NBA, is it better than All-Star Weekend MLB? And I think absolutely. Oh, like All-Star Weekend MLB, well, first of all, it's not on the weekend, so they missed well, out on You that. know what I mean, All-Star. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no, no. But it's already over, right? I mean, the Home Run Derby is definitely the, the highlight, even though I guess the game counts, right, still. But, I mean, yeah, NBA All-Star Weekend is, is fun. Yeah, I mean, it brings out the stars. You get. I, I just yeah. think the weekend in general is more, yeah, absolutely. Okay, now let's talk about the Hornets. I want to catch up with you on some of these things that have happened over the week that you missed. First of all, let's circle back to Summer League. David, your thoughts on Orlando and and the Hornets. Who did you like in Summer League? Yeah, so I have really kind of waned on Summer League in the, in the, in the past few years. And maybe it's because the Hornets you know, haven't really had a breakout guy there. I mean, I guess I was interested when Frank was playing to see what he could do. Certainly, I would have been interested to see what Malik Monk could have done in Summer League this year. But And I was watching for... Um, for Frank, uh, for uh, <laughs> Frank, uh, Dwayne Bacon, um, and and that's really what I wanted to see because I, I wanted to see a guy on the Hornets roster go off, you know, in a given game or a handful of games 
or display the ability to go off, uh, you know, during the run in Orlando. And that's what Bacon did. And I was supremely happy to see that that was his calling card coming in. I mean, that's one of the reasons they drafted both of those two guys, because they were scorers and they wanted to score and they wanted to take over a game on the offensive end. So when I saw that, I mean, I was pleased and I could have tapped out then, to be honest with you, Doug, because I wanted to see someone from the Hornets put on a, a scoring exhibition like guys we've seen in the past who have made their name in summer league. And I'm not saying Bacon made his name uh, in summer league just by this performance, but guys like Anthony Morrow, um, uh, Kent Bazemore, you know, you go back to some of the summer leagues of the past. I mean, those are the performances that have stood out and they've earned their way into the league um, with those summer league performances. Now, Bacon may have had a little more of a leg up. I mean, um, depend, especially maybe over Bazemore, um, their specific situations may not have been quite the same, but like, that's all I wanted to see. And so I was happy to see Dwayne Bacon, especially without him, like Malik Monk, right. Being like kind of the lead guy and taking over scoring. So that was, that was it for me. Yeah, Trevion Graham and Dwayne Bacon definitely stepping up in the absence of Malik Monk and Bacon finished with 29 points on 55% shooting and eight rebounds versus Orlando in the team's finale. He averaged a team high 15.7 points and 5.2 rebounds in 29.2 minutes during the six-day summer league tournament. So Dwayne Bacon uh, definitely showing out. Hey, let's talk about SeatGeek for a moment. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. I know David does as well. And it's by far the easiest way that I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere at any time. And with just a few taps, I can instantly find the seats that I want. I actually used SeatGeek uh, yesterday to buy tickets to Jim Gaffigan, who's coming to Charlotte oh. in November. Producer Katie, a big fan. And that's around the time of her birthday. And uh, and, and I got some prime seats for a great price. SeatGeek Ooh. saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals and to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket from sports and concerts to comedy like Jim Gaffigan and theater. Theater acting. And our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code L-O-N-B-A today. That's promo code L-O-N-B-A for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Yeah, David, she did a great job. We went to Top Golf. You've been to Top Golf oh, yet? Here in Charlotte? It's there. new. I haven't been there. It's all the rage, though. South fun? Charlotte. You hit. It's like a driving range. It's a full. I don't think people get this. My buddies who 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 rode into town didn't really get that. It's a full. I think they thought it was a simulator, but this is a full no, driving no, range. No, no. Yeah. Three levels, drinks, food, you hit into targets. It's great. Nice. So Gaffigan's playing the Spectrum Center. He's big Man, time. Who's your favorite comedian? That's awesome. Uh, I mean, it's tough to beat Chappelle right now for me, but uh, I saw Chris Rock when he was in Cherokee uh, Casino and Resort recently, and that was uh, that was a lifetime experience right there. So over the lifetime, I think Jim Gaffigan is one of my favorites, but I'll tell you, the, the comedy special that I just saw from Hassan Minaj is mm. one of the funniest uh, and, and intellectual comedic experiences that I've had in a long time. And he puts on a show. It's not just like, it's a lot of digital stuff going on, and he's a storyteller. It's it's less like, you know, hey, my wife, take her, please. That kind of, no, it's, it's like a... It's, <laughs> hey, comedy's, comedy's hot right now. <laughs> All right, let's get back to Summer League. So should, <laughs> I want to get back to Dwayne Bacon. Should Hornets mm -hmm. fans, so I just read the stats, 
Should Hornets fans be buying up Dwayne Bacon Hornets jerseys? Or should they consider a Bacon Swarm jersey for year one? What's the smarter investment? Oh, man, great question. First of all, bacon on the back of a jersey. I didn't even think about that. doesn't matter. Swarm Hornets, just get the bacon jersey. Yeah, just get it. I'm going to say Hornets, Doug. I mean, honestly, I think they're looking for this guy. They need help on the wings. They want two-way players. Um, They need someone uh, who can score. I think if he can show, you know, the aptitude and the ability to stay locked in, um, especially on the defensive end, contribute there first, even if the shot's not falling. Because I have a feeling – you know, I think he can be a bit of a, a streaky scorer, right? Um, but but definitely a gunner. He's not. But you know, that's the that's the only thing. They're not really most likely going to be asking him to go out there and score twenty nine points a game. Um, you know, in regular season. So, but I, I mean, I think they're looking for him to contribute uh, on the on the A team, if you will. Well, this is about a smarter investment, and I think the smarter investment is the Greensboro Swarm jersey, only okay. because of the established players that they have at each position. That's my only concern. Like Bacon, I think did some amazing things at summer league. showed showed that he has a an interesting game. It's not a three point shooting game. It's more of a Dwayne Wade type of game where you get down and find your spot in the mid range and knock it down over over defenders. And defensively, he showed some good stuff in terms of his one on one defense. And there's some things to work out in terms of the team defense. So I think. I think probably the smarter investment is that he spends a year down in Greensboro and then and then gets the call up. But we we shall see. Maybe. Yeah. Well, wait, keep in keep in mind they did want to get two guys that could contribute. I mean, that's a big thing they were talking about leading sure. up to the draft. And you so never we'll know see. with injuries. Yeah. Yeah. And and look, it looks like he's got guaranteed money now. So that's right. Yeah, absolutely. All right. How about the Heat's Bam Adebayo here in Summer League in Orlando and now in Las Vegas? He was fifth in the Orlando Summer League in scoring, tied for second in rebounding, second in block shots. Should the Hornets have gone with their initial feelings and made Adebayo the pick, David? You are big on Adebayo. I was not big. No, I was not big on But I should have known. Pat knew when he saw a diamond in the rough. Uh, Pat Riley, that is, for those folks out there. P money. Um, my buddy, my yeah. buddy P. But that was the thought on draft night is that he just he had too much talent and he fell to the heat and they took best player available. Um, and Calipari said, you know, that you'll see some stuff out of BAM that we did not see – at Kentucky, um, and that's kind of the story, especially with these young guys. Um, Tony Browley's another guy like that who said that he wasn't used uh, in a way that displayed all his skills in college, for, you know, for to stay within the uh, confines of the program or whatever. But no, I mean I, Malik Monk. It, it's so, it's it's disappointing that we don't have any, you know, film, uh, summer league film to put in Malik because I feel like he could have had one of those games like you're seeing out of some of these guys, especially in Vegas. Um, you know, that's getting a lot of the pub. But Bam, you know, hey, um, they liked him in that workout. Um, apparently, uh, there was reason to do that. And, I mean, you know, when Pat Riley, like I said, takes him like that, you, you kind of have to go with him until proven otherwise. So, uh, good for Bam, man. I mean, that's it's, it's good. It still seems like a weird fit. But, I mean, we'll see what happens when we get into the regular season, Doug. I mean, that's the thing with Summer League, right? It's like we get, we get really excited, but... Oh, totally. It's tough. Yeah. We totally I mean? overreact to both the good and the bad. And and that's yeah. part of the reason. And I look at uh, that, and then I look at Markel Fultz spraining an ankle and Brandon Ingram right. uh, getting, and getting leg cramps. At, you know, look at Lonzo Ball have a horrible debut game and then back it up with uh, a triple-double game. So it's like, which, you know, which one are you going to uh, – promote you know which one are you gonna be waving the flag for it's like it, it's probably not both um and it's probably not 
you know, the one, the dud game, but right. you just don't know. You right. know what I mean? So when you take those overreactions and you take the injuries that I just mentioned, is it a blessing in disguise that Malik Monk was not able to give it a go in Orlando, that we just wait till training camp and see what he can do. And, and you know, his spot in the rotation is, is mostly locked in. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a big factor either way. I mean, if you're worried about injuries, which I don't think most of these guys are, oh, didn't Simmons get hurt in summer league last year? Ben Simmons isn't on where he like broke his foot and was out for the year. Am I remembering that correctly? I'll look it up. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's unfortunate, but overall, I mean, I don't think players are going to be worried about, um, injury and playing basketball. So I think it's always better to see him. You could be a little more excited, but if you've already got an injury, obviously like monk, you, you want to hold him out and be precautious. So, um, it's, it's more disappointing for, I think the folks watching, I don't think he's missing, missing a ton by not playing in summer league. Did you hear, have you listened to the latest BS podcast? This is a podcast yes. talking about uh, podcasts. It's Podception. Uh, which one? It's the one he did with uh, Tate on. Uh, he, they did a mailbag. I think it just hit no. this morning. Okay, no. so well, let me let me fill you in. So uh, Tate, who is from the area, is a Hornets, a Panthers, a a Carolina fan. Uh, but he has some interesting takes on on Hornets basketball. He's not a big fan of Kemba, <laughs> and he right. said on the podcast this morning that he thinks Monk already wants to be traded. He feels like not playing in summer league, working out. He's mentioned working out in Fayetteville, looking fine. That maybe there's this idea that Monk is uh, wanted to be drafted higher, and will look for the first opportunity to leave to leave Charlotte. What do you think about that? That's interesting take. I don't know. That's a lot to take for not playing in summer league. You know, I mean, I, again, that's what that's another perhaps another overreaction to something going on or not going on in summer league. I think he's been hanging around Bill Simmons too long, but I no. Here's when I hear that I think I thought at first I was like, oh, I, that's ridiculous. And but then I thought, you know, it's been a while, David, since the Charlotte Hornets were they had that kind of situation happen, where they drafted a player and that player really took off, and then wanted to to go towards brighter lights, and but that was a thing early in this franchise's history. There was a lot of that going on, and yeah. and we've gone through a, a period where they were not drafting stars, and so would it be the craziest thing for Malik Monk to have three or four really good years in Charlotte and then want to show it off somewhere else? Not not completely no. ridiculous to me. No, but <clears throat> so and, and here's the thing: if they don't, you know, if they're not contending in four or five years, and Malik Monk is one of the best ten players. 15 players in the league, then it absolutely wouldn't be ridiculous. So they have to continue to put a contending team around him. If he, you know, if he does achieve that level of play, and that's was a lot the of thought around this, that they were holding him out of summer league. Was that the thought? And he's fine. And there was a darty disagreement. Was that the thought? No, would that, I think, oh, just, I think it was pure speculation on Tate's part. There was oh, no, there's okay. no evidence. Oh, no, okay. This is, this is, this is, we're, this is summer podding, baby. This is pure speculation. This is our favorite game, speculation. Again, we're just speculating here, but this is experience speculation. I got you. Okay. Just wanted to get your just want to get your thought on. I just really wanted to mention because I had that thought riding my bike to work to do this podcast. I thought, you know, it's not. There was a time in Charlotte Hornets franchise history when 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 Larry Johnson became a star here and then was traded but really was not going to, 
you know, and then morning, same kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. That's interesting. I mean, but you, it seems like a lot more young guys are coming in these days. I mean, look where the young guys, like guys end up at Phoenix, you know, Sacramento's got a ton of young guys now. Um, I mean, the guys are in Philly. You don't, I don't, I feel like you don't see that quite as much. And maybe I'm just, you know, focusing in on the superstars like Paul George and those guys. Um, I mean, Melo has obviously got to okay a trade, but are, am I often see, I mean, you're right. We haven't seen that in Charlotte. So maybe that's, I'm just focusing on, on that. I feel like the guys that are coming in, um, I mean, are, I'm not concerned about it. Around. Look, you know, just, if no. you're a fan, you're not concerned. You shouldn't be concerned. Yeah, look, if, if Monk turns out to be a star, that's going to be great for Charlotte for however long it's great for yeah. Charlotte. It, it will be great for Charlotte. But I think people yep. see the Kevin Durant to, to hmm. golden state and they see the Gordon Hayward to, yeah, but the restricted free agency is a thing too. So you know that's the that's if you draft well, you can you can keep a player for. Oh my god! Seven I can't years. We're already I can't, I'm just I can't saying. Listen, <laughs> I know. this isn't about Monk. It's just about this scenario. Well, your boy Trey Burke came out and said no one wants to play in Utah. So um, I'm sure Jazz fans love hearing that. That's disappointing. I know. Hey, real quick, uh, David, it's summertime, so that can only mean one thing. Vegas is making predictions about the NBA season, and they've got a few. They've got some I've got some NBA win totals for you. Oh, my God. These are already. 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 Bet Online Not- has come out with, with win totals, and the Hornets are coming in at 40.5 over and under. Man. So that would put them right under. They're, they don't wanna, they're not committing to 500 basketball for the Charlotte Hornets yet. Hmm. Read some more. So that, that would put them in line with Detroit. That would put them in line. Uh, Miami's at 42.5. So they've got Miami over Charlotte. It would essentially put Charlotte in the 6, 7, 8 range in the Eastern Conference, according to these NBA win totals. So okay. even though so the I mean, Hornets had, I think the Hornets have. Uh, undoubtedly improved in the offseason, Vegas not ready to fully commit to a winning record for the Charlotte Hornets. And, yeah, they never are. Even when the big shakeups happen, I mean, the, the playoff year of two years ago, I think was kind of similar. But that's kind of the range. I mean, that's the safe bet right now. I think that's where we thought they would be last year. Uh, and when give, being healthy, I think they probably would have been. But that makes sense, uh, you know. I mean, until they see something play out, you just don't know, like, how the Dwight Howard thing is going to work out. Um, how Monk's going to fit. So without looking at it in front of me, it seems like that you could definitely see some movement in, in, in that though. I mean, that's, I think most people will say, well, Miami will slide in there based on how they play towards the end of the year. Um, and yeah, with the fit, you just don't know how it's going to work. Well, okay. You never know with Miami because they started the year off horrible last season right. and, and then, and then pulled it all together and then failed to make the playoffs right at the end. So a lot of a lot of what ifs, and we're going to get sure. into all of them this summer. I, I love talking about I love talking about Vegas because, well, two seasons ago Vegas got it all wrong with Charlotte, and then last season we thought they had it all wrong and they kind of had it right. But how can you Vegas <laughs> Vegas couldn't predict that the Hornets were going to go zero and nine in close games? I mean, had they had the Hornets played well at all in those situations and had even not even half if they if they had had you know three of those nine go their way, then, then it, the season may have been completely different. 
Vegas so Vegas, Vegas just know. happened to get the Hornets right last season. That's how I feel about it. It's not as if <laughs> oh my God. they weren't they weren't thinking, oh, the Hornets are going to go zero and nine in close games. No, they they underestimated the Hornets' talent, and but the Hornets underachieved. Would that be fair to say? And they had they were injuries. They were susceptible. And, yeah. Yes, they were susceptible to the Cody Zeller injury because they didn't have depth at the five that they wanted. But at the same time the same time they were 0 and 9 in close games they couldn't win an overtime game yeah well, i mean maybe vegas was looking at you know they made the playoffs season before now, you they, vegas, now they drop back you down you give vegas way too much they, they're always right <laughs> they're always right when they're right Doug. All right, that'll do it for us uh, for this edition of Locked On Hornets. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And while you're there, give us a five-star review. It helps hardcore Hornets fans like yourself find this podcast. Shoot us your Hornets questions and thoughts to buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com. We're back again on Thursday with more on the Charlotte Hornets. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm Charlotte.